Hello everyone. Welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is June 20th, 2022. So let's just now take a moment to link with each other and with the worldwide network of triangles, followed by the sounding of the noontime recollection. We know, O Lord of life and love, about the need. Touch our hearts anew with love, that we too may love and give. Our work together each week is part of a much greater effort of the Triangles Network as a whole. We're just a small part of that larger network. And one of our tasks is to introduce people who are new to Triangles to this rather unique form of planetary service and to aid them in the forming of Triangles. So if any of you are new to this work and would like to consider forming a triangle, you can place your name in the chat box and hopefully two other people participating in this work will likewise agree to form a triangle with you. And then another purpose of our weekly gatherings is to come together for all people who are already members of triangles to participate together in a visualization in the support and strengthening of the network. So we really appreciate all of you who come together with us each week. And we hope that through our work, we're helping to form more triangles and strengthen the network. Triangles is a visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. The work is simply the establishing of a line of lighted, loving communication between three people who agree to vivify that triangular link every day. So three people come together, visualizing a triangle and linking mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. Their triangle is then placed within the larger framework of the planetary network of triangles. And then the great invocation, a world prayer, is sounded in order to release the energies into all open hearts and minds. So this work need only take a few minutes each day, and it can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. And after our meditation today, we are fortunate to welcome back Clarence Harvey, who's from the UK, but is now living in Spain. And he will be sharing with us about a question of peace or something along that line. It's been adapted rather recently. And I just wanted to mention because two weeks ago we had Uta Gabay sharing with us about her work with the nations of the world 
uh, called the Creative Lab. And Uta tried to put her email in the chat, but it didn't go through. So anyone who would like to contact Uta can do so at her email, utagabai uh, at gmail.com. So now as we do each week, let's begin with a brief meditative alignment. Let's visualize a rainbow bridge connecting our group with the spiritual hierarchy. And let's visualize the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. And visualize within that sphere a triangle of the three planetary centers, Shambhala, the planetary head center, the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart, and humanity, the planetary throat center. Visualize each center as a sphere radiating its energies around the triangle in all directions from point to point, merging and blending the triangles, filling it with light. And then in the center of that sphere, visualize an indigo five-pointed star the star of the world teacher, linking east and west, past and future, radiating the energy of love wisdom. At each point of the star, the sphere of his activity stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. Visualize energies radiating forth from the center of the star through the five points. London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo. Visualize these outpouring energies enlivening small groups gathering everywhere aiding them to focus and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems, creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth.
begin, project the rainbow bridge towards the hierarchy and sound the mantra. Radiance, we are in power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. Triangles moves beyond the age-old tendency to pray for one's own benefit. We're not working in triangles for what we can get out of it. We're rather cooperating on a worldwide service activity to all humanity. And the degree of selflessness demonstrating through triangles members as a group is very high. Otherwise, we wouldn't be drawn to this work. The group understands the idea that we live as part of a world community, and we understand the power of taking action together as part of a worldwide group. That's our strength. And today, our group has the honor and opportunity to join our forces and extend our light and goodwill as part of World Unity Week, and we thank that group for making this possible. So we work today as points of light within a greater light by tapping into the magnitude of light that is being released through this collective group of people from many different traditions. And we can merge and blend it within the Triangles Network. Through this means the network itself becomes strengthened by the exchange of energy that becomes possible as we work together. One of the tasks of the seeker on the way is to attune his lower vehicles to the rhythms of the soul. And today we're moving towards another key way station within the soul's rhythms, the June solstice point when in the Northern Hemisphere, we have the greatest release of light within the annual cycle. This is a powerful symbol of the effect of the generated energies that have been released during the higher interlude period, which technically we might say ends today. The exact time of the solstice is at 5.14 a.m. tomorrow morning here in New York. All the disciplines and spiritual practices which we have developed over the course of our lives eventually enable us to tune our 
vehicles so that they can work in rhythmic unison with that of the soul. We train them to breathe together with the soul. And as we extend this idea to the planet as a whole, we can see that as a group on the physical plane, we and the planet are learning to vibrate in rhythmic unison with the triangles network, which transmits etherically the energy of the hierarchy itself. So in turn, we're learning to breathe in rhythm with hierarchy. Of course, there are are as yet many discordant notes impeding our ability to establish the perfect rhythm, but the tempo of the work is increasing. One week ago, this group focused in preparation for World Invocation Day on the sharing of a few members' thoughts on the Great Invocation, which we use each day in our Triangle's work. And because we are participating today as part of a larger network, it might be helpful to share a few basic points again for those who are new to this work as to why the Great Invocation is so central to the work we do in Triangles. In the first stanza, we invoke the light and we visualize it streaming forth into human minds to all men and women, not just to our friends or to our particular nation, but we invoke the light for all humanity, regardless of whether they agree or disagree with our particular worldview, our particular approach to truth. For we're all limited, but through our ability to participate in this broader network of triangles, we can transcend these outer limitations and come together in a great invocative appeal. We use the power of our creative thought to visualize this light and the quality that it carries from the planetary soul streaming forth into human consciousness, bringing new life rejuvenation, and eventually establishing a world at peace. Then in the second stanza, we invoke love. And this love is visualized and qualified as streaming forth into the hearts of all people everywhere. This is a healing energy soothing the harshness of our world. And then in the third stanza, we invoke the will and higher purpose which underlies it. And we ask that this purpose come to guide human actions. And then in the final stanza, we visualize the effect of God's plan in terms of the release of love and light seeing them working out in the service of all humanity as one group or center of divine life. The great invocation is a selfless, impersonal, universal prayer. 
When we use it, we act as members of the human family, partaking of the one life and seeking the welfare of all people everywhere in the world. And by its daily use, we become more tr truly the children of the one God, the one Father. More specifically, this invocation is used by Triangle's workers to bring in and pour light and goodwill through the network and to visualize it touching all life, all kingdoms. Goodwill is the expression in the human heart of God's will to good. It ensures the success of God's plan. The goodwill in us we dedicate to and build into the network. We invoke God's will to that which is good and visualize this goodness pouring through the group, working out in accordance with the plan. And as cooperators in God's plan, we stand and standing work. And through this means, goodwill flows forth into the hearts and minds of all of us, increasingly and continuously because of what we do. So now let's work together with our meditation, beginning with our integration as a group, lifting our consciousness to the mental plane, standing at the center of the even armed cross of discipleship. bringing in the energy of the group soul. We project a line of lighted energy towards the highest center, Shambhala, and sound together the affirmation of the will. In the center of the will of God, I stand, not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Visualization. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Now visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the radiant worldwide triangles network. 
hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network. And lift the consciousness now to the world teacher who stands at the heart of love, at the center of the spiritual hierarchy, and also at the heart of each triangle. Precipitation. Visualize the energies of love, light, and goodwill circulating in and around the triangle's network. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness, and establishing right human relationships.
We again link with the spiritual hierarchy and sound together the mantram of unification. The sons of men are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve, and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. Some of the great invocations, silently or aloud. And as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth from the center where the will of God is known. Let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. 
from the center which we call the human race. Let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everyone. And now I'd like to welcome Clarence Harvey. Hello, Clarence. Hello, Kathy. Hey, how are uh, you, Clarence? I am well, thank you. Okay. Um, oh, I just realized something. Uh, You'd like something... to share your screen? <laughs> yes, oh, here we go. I think I've got it. Is is it being shared at the moment? Mm, I don't see it yet. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think there and maybe it's maybe it's technology. technology. Oh, there you go. Okay. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you very much um, once again for the opportunity to share a few thoughts. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> with um, in this case, it's really is kind of focused through personal experiences and insights related to the question of peace. Um, not that I know exactly what the question of peace is, <laughs> and I suspect that there are many, many components um, to this question of, of, of peace in our world. Um, so I have a few slides just to support some of um, what I would like to share. Um, I've worked with the Great Invocation for probably some 40 years or so now. And for the majority of that time, not being a particularly religious person, I can't say that I've used it as a prayer. Rather, I, I was interested from very early on in how it might be relevant to the field in which I, um, I suppose I spent most of my attention, which would be the field of education. And even more challengingly, how this great invocation might relate to my keen interest in the field of the martial arts. Um, let's see. There we go. So in both areas of education and martial arts, 
Um, my kind of background attitude was that of attempting to penetrate to a quality of insight that could enable Hello, Clarence. Seem to have lost his um, connection for the moment. He said this could happen, so we'll just pause for a second. Hopefully, he'll be back. Um, being very generally, people who lay um, the Clarence, Clarence, we lost you for about a minute there. So, if you might want to just go back to in both areas my background attitude whoops hello are you there here we go are you hearing me oh, now yes yes that's the unstable connection i was mentioning earlier okay um, i don't see your um it might be because i did something but let's see if you could share your screen. Okay, let's check. No, no. Just a second. Uh, yes, I think because I lost connection, I have to. I think it's something I did as well. Okay. Kathy, you've just now shared screen, Kathy, so. It's, it's sharing? Yours is, yes. Uh, so. So Clarence can, can just share. Let's Clarence see can, can share. You don't need to stop right? share first. It's fine. Okay. How's that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Good. 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 Okay. So I was saying that the the idea of um, world service and um, group of world service really being at at a simple level, um, people who lay the emphasis on establishing right human relations before really any lasting peace is possible, um, is something that made sense for me, um, and the idea of of peace being a, as, a, as a real main focus, really growing over time um, for me. Um, one thing that I, here we go. Um, so as I've, that, that growth of interest in peace has, has come about really as I've persisted in a practice of considering how, what I already know and do and think makes sense how, how all of that connects with and supports efforts to energize the emergence of a better world. So a bit of background is that I'm the founder of a musical approach to martial arts practice. And that musical approach is known as the Solfa Do. This involves a practice of singing various sequences of Solfa notes. Solfa simply referring to Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, you know, the, the, the Solfa scale. Um, but engaging in singing these sequences whilst engaging with physical training based on traditional martial arts and with the specific intention of musicalizing the sense of self and of gaining a degree of musical control over one's own energies. The point of relevance here is that taking up this practice as a regular activity seemed to offer a way by which, if, if it was at all doable, we human beings could eventually learn to musicalize ourselves, opening the possibilities of a more internal harmony, as well as interpersonal and societal harmony. So I saw that developing a culture of self-musicalization 
would inevitably mean we had a powerful means of resolving conflict and open the way to a new basis for peace in the world. So this image shows myself with my, my elder brother um, at his place in Ethiopia. Um, our, it's kind of relevant because the solfado is a family generated martial art. Um, so it's something we've cultivated within, within um, my family and uh, it provides a means whereby various members of my own extended family can tune into each other, share in a cultural activity, which is relatively free of dogma. And the, the basis and the, and the work really is just singing whilst exercising, but the form of exercise is, is based on martial arts. So it evokes a sense of deep and positive connection with each other when we get together in this way. This singing activity is for me a vibrational complement to the study and use of the great invocation. And so this formula of words, which we know as the great invocation, we approach it as if it is directly relevant to the practice of the martial art of the soul of humanity. A number of years ago, actually in, in 2003, I had the opportunity to anchor the connection between the great invocation and the growing phenomena of the planting of peace poles. For anyone who uh, doesn't know or has not come across this before, peace poles are poles which carry a short prayer or invocation for peace, which says simply may peace prevail on earth. Um, it is written in different languages on different sides of the pole, and there isn't a, you know, a prescribed way in which this can be done. And there are many examples of very creative um, piece of poles with colors and, and, and various things. I had come across this prayer, may peace prevail on earth and the concept of peace poles sometime before uh, 2003. And it always made me think of the phrase from the great invocation, restore the plan on earth may peace prevail on earth, five words each and both ending with something happening on earth that is, is uh, deep and meaningful. So given the opportunity to do so, I buried a scroll bearing the, the great invocation on this scroll at the foot of a peace pole that was being planted uh, towards the end of a residential course on leadership for which I was a staff member. And since that time in 2003, in my mind, there's been a definite growing of the idea that the great invocation is in some way the basis on which humanity will find its way into true, true peace. I could say that differently, which would be that it is a, a means by which um, humanity can actually penetrate into deeper, not just ideas about peace, but actually capacity to live in peace on a worldwide scale. So this, this insight deepened my sense of the importance of continuous study of this invocation and confirmed that for me, that no true peace is possible unless we learn to overcome the war tendency within us, within ourselves through mastery of the martial art of the soul. So this martial art of the soul is nothing less than the regular tuning of oneself to higher purpose and of one's life to expressing what we can of our higher nature. 
one could simply say the regular attempt to tune oneself to the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the angle of the solfado, mastery depends on a conscious culture of peace through the musicalization of ourselves and the harmonization of this personal self with the higher self, the soul. I think it touches somewhat on um, what uh, Kathy was referencing earlier um, before we did our meditation today. So as some of you may know, it is said that the only place on our planet where true peace is known is the center called Shambhala. We can imagine Shambhala as that place in consciousness which serves as the planetary head center for all life on earth. In our triangles work, we understand that there is a long-term goal of bringing about a conscious and right relationship between this center, Shambhala, our own human species as a center of creative activity, and the other major planetary center, which we call hierarchy, the center which embodies the activity of loving wisdom. It seems from these descriptions that the challenge of achieving peace as a normal condition of human living is ultimately a question of the relationship between humanity and Shambhala, but involves also the recognition that the achieving of peace is not only a question of intelligence, which humanity has in abundance, although it doesn't always seem that way, but also a question of wisdom rooted in love. If Shambhala is the only place on earth where true peace is known, what would this imply for humanity? So for myself, and after many years of study and work in teaching in the field of the martial arts, the above question led to a decision to establish a dojo under the name Shambhala Dojo. This dojo now exists in physical form and is the headquarters for our family martial art practice. The name Shambhala Dojo points to the intention that it connects with and serves the goal of opening an era of the culture of peace. The Dojo Peace Pole for the Shambhala Dojo was inaugurated at Wesak this year with the intention that it serve as the musical power pole within the worldwide network of peace poles, transmitting the chi of great peace within human consciousness. This peace pole brings the energies and rhythms of the great invocation directly to bear on the prayer, may peace prevail on earth. It carries these words, but on the other three sides of this pole, it carries the keynotes of light, love, and power, each of these in four languages. And buried at the base of this peace pole lies a scroll bearing the great invocation. So in, in sum, it is an ongoing question of this gift that we have or that we use in triangles, the great invocation. Um, to what extent is this one of the keys for bringing about that peace which passeth understanding and which we all would love to see prosper um, in our center humanity. So th those are some of the, the things I, I hoped would be useful to share. And, um, and it would be really great now if I can 
get to the, the see the chat box and and get some um, see some thoughts and and contributions from some of you here today. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Clarence. That was very clear and very interesting to hear more about the work that you've been involved in all these years. Mm. And congratulations on your just recent inauguration or <laughs> christening of your dojo. That's that's wonderful. Thank you. Wonderful. And I really like this idea of the peace prayer, sort of combining it with the um, light, love, and power. Yeah. I think that's um, because like you, I've often felt that the last line of the invocation is a mantra that we could use to really um, distribute far and wide, to bring people into the full use of the great invocation. But that last, uh, last line is particularly mm. evocative. Yes. Uh, um, and so if people would like to share any comments or questions for Clarence, you can raise your hand by clicking on the reactions button in your Zoom interface. And also you could type something in the chat. Have you been able to see the chat now, Clarence? I've just, I've just gotten to it, so I think I can see it, yes. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask you yeah. if you've ever thought, and perhaps this is not something that you would even want to think of, but do you think that there, have you ever thought of a way to incorporate some of the ideas that you've been working with of the mute musicalization of the sense of self and this create creation consequently of an internal harmony if you've thought of ways that non-practitioners of martial arts could also work with this idea um is that something you've ever considered oh most definitely um what what i suppose happened the practice started um if you want independently from my martial art um, okay. Practice. So what what in brief happened was that um, my father was, a, I suppose, a deep thinker in life and a, and a music teacher and a musicologist. And it was he who gave it to us in the in the family that we could we could learn everything that needed to be learned that was meaningful through the practice of singing. So, and, and by singing, really simply just singing the scale, the solfa notes. So the okay. most simple, basic level of singing. Um, and, and I took that up to investigate it for myself. And, and I haven't stopped since then. <laughs> um, but um, around the same time, I started to um, follow an interest in martial art, um, Basically, it, it, it was the philosophy and the fact that, that philosophy was expressed in physical activity that probably kind of was, was a pull factor. And after some little while of that, I asked myself, I, I had the principle that everything that was good was connected to everything else that was good. So if I found these two things to be good, why on earth was I treating them as something separate, as separate things? And so the combination came. Mm. Um, and that's how the sofa door as a, as a martial art practice was. Okay. And it, it meant it became teachable um, to 
um, to others really as a, and practicable in, in public than if you want, without seeming totally weird. But the singing, it is not necessary to, um, to approach it through um, the martial art. And as a family culture, um, most of my family who, who engage with this um, touch in on the singing and in a meditative way. So I yeah, how to... does that work? How does that work? How do you use oh. it? Do you use oh. it with the great invocation or how does it work? I, again, I, there, is a, there is a yes, but then it gets complicated. <laughs> so on the, the simplest level, you really simply sing, you sound the note. It, it, it is very much akin to the OM. I have a friend who mm -hmm. asked me, so what's, what's the difference between OM and, and, and singing DO, for example? Do ti la sol fa mi re do. Om tends to be chanted on one sound, on one note. Um, and I am aware that some people vary that and it can be varied and sung in harmony, etc. But the do for me is kind of culturally free or independent um, and less attributable to one um, field of thought or another and it's so simple that you could teach it to children even before they they can speak um, and so the singing of that sound leads naturally into the differentiation into the seventh you sing the whole scale and you sing it down you can sing it up and of course you can sing popular nursery rhymes and songs in solfar and, and things like this but the simplicity of it in terms of of a not simply a something nice to do as a, as a group of people but actually a tool for self vibration requires that you pay attention to yourself and that you sound you make the sound and you listen so hence for people familiar with using the ohm it, you will see that it it has certain of those characteristics. Um, if I jumped right in, the, this, the, the key to singing Do is to sing Do as if it was sounding above the top of your head. And that's the way my father put it. And in attempting to do that, I over the years found, well, actually it relates to so much, um, every, other practices, long-held practices of attention to the, the highest chakra, etc. But he didn't speak it in those terms. So it's not actually necessary. <laughs> um, and as a simple practice, it really is oh, innocently listening, sounding. And in doing that, um, over time, I always say, well, it could get boring. You know, why not sing T, La? It means you're taking yourself through a process of vibrating at seven different frequencies. Mm -hmm. and the seven connects with light, seven rays. Uh, and, you know, so it, it begins simply, but following that path of simple self vibration, you because I have linked it to martial art activity, it means that you you actually are then taking right, that right down into your body. And one doesn't have to know about the etheric body in order to 
actually be working with it in, mm. in that way. You know? So yes, um, it doesn't have to be. And, and also interesting, I saw one of the photos was of myself and, and my brother um, in Ethiopia. Um, we, we engage in different um, actual physical movements. They're both linked in terms of they, they come from martial arts, but it's, there is, it is not that one must practice X or Y form of movement. Yeah, so it is, it is a free um, linking of listening to the vibration that you yourself are producing and paying attention. Uh, and then you, one learns to move that vibration in terms of feeling it in the hands. It supports the development of very sensitive hands which supports the work of, of people engaged in healing, etc. So yes, I, I mean, I could speak <laughs> yeah. at length and I don't really want to, because I want to see what some people <laughs> Okay. Well, I let's... see dot, um, dot express, if, you, if I can go to that. Which one? Yeah, Dot, dot says uh, she loves the combining of music, which uh, universal language of the heart with martial arts and peace poles. Our yeah. acupuncture infrastructure for peace on the planet. And yeah, I, I really like that idea. Um, I, I work myself with um, tuning forks uh, in relation to acupuncture. Again, a very simple um, approach, but it, it is the... physical application of musical tuning forks to acupuncture points. So instead of using needles, and I, and so for me that the concept of peace poles actually vibrating with mm. the, the energy of, of peace or the chi of peace um, yeah. is quite a powerful motivating one for me. And I, and I think it's, there's something like, uh, you know, we have these, um, uh, what are they even called? The transmission poles that, that um, broadcast um, all around, um, Wi-Fi and, and whatever mm -hmm. ways. Yeah. I think there, there are peace waves that one can not just visualize, but actually work to tune into that emanate from peace poles that have been seriously dedicated for this purpose. Um, and so it gives a practical, a practical um, tool. And the question of you know, that thing of if one thing is good and another thing is good, what is the connection? Because sooner or later, there, there, there is only one goodness <laughs> then of, of energy that circulates. And um, our work with the Great Invocation, for me, um, finds uh, a, a ready um, resonance with uh, the establishing and planting of peace poles um, around the planet. So, yeah. Somebody asked uh, Patricia, can you make your own peace bowl or does one need to order an, an official one? Um, and I think on the websites, um, the websites that, that talk about or offer peace bowls, they always um, point out you, you're free, completely free to make your own and design it in a way that is relevant for you. Mm. Yes, you can, you can order them, but that is it's simply for people who, uh, for the whom that is convenient. Yeah. There's a, um, a hand raised, so I'll yep. ask Joshua. Hello, Joshua. Hi. Hey. There is a uh, question on YouTube by Rich58 
16, he asks, does burying the scroll under the obelisk have some kind of magical purpose? Um, if by magical, um, we mean bringing something from the imagined and the visualized and then bringing it into physical um, effectiveness and appearance, then yes. But if by magical, we mean that you do this and this will automatically happen, I don't believe that. I think it is, so burying a piece, uh, 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 anything under Peace Paul, and I'm sure there are people who, who put crystals and various things. I think it is the, the physicalizing symbolic action that inspires the person who has done it, the group that has done it, that, that is saying, so it's a reminder. It's almost like putting, um, power, well, putting up a copy of the Great Invocation on your wall. It, it bounces back to you, it reflects and it calls you back to various um, places in your consciousness that you want to be. So yes, in that sense, uh, yeah. I hope that answers that question. That's the way I see it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, and Kathleen says she's getting ready to plant her peace pole. Wonderful. <laughs> and loves the idea of including a copy of the Great Invocation. I think when I, when I did it the first time, um, it wasn't, if you want my peace pole, it was, it was in the Dominican Republic. And um, I was just given the, I wanted to do something meaningful. And I had with me a, a scroll a version of, of the invocation. And so I offered it and it was accepted. And as I say, that was like the seed of an, of an idea that stayed with me and grew so that when I, I put my own peace pole <laughs> down, um, it was natural for me to do what I thought was meaningful. And in doing these things, I think we always see more than we saw even before we did it. So if that's magical too, then that's my kind of magic. <laughs> um, Duncan speaks of, um, well, what I should do is open up the chat box more. There we go. Um, yes, so um, Duncan's of singing ourselves to peace so refers back to that and singing into manifestation a peaceful world I, I like that um my my background says to me that that is actually a warrior task um that it is not so much a question i don't know how you experience it um, uh, duncan or how you see it but it's not I don't have the sense that simply by sitting and meditatively singing or chanting that that in itself will bring into manifest manifestation a peaceful world. It's like um, having done that inner work, we give ourselves a foundation on which we can then go out to take concrete action, whether that action is speaking to others, it's discussing, it, it, it is sharing ideas, it's building something, but it, the, the foundation of singing something into manifestation for me does take um, then that moving of the whole body into action sooner or later. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't want to uh, onjur us about explaining a bit more about self-musicalization. Um, it, it really is simply taking a, con a concept 
is it possible to musicalize ourselves, not in terms of learning an instrument and I can now, I'm a musician, I can play an instrument, but actually um, developing a sense of I, myself, musically function. I, I, I vibrate, my heart vibrates. My mind with all its activity has a certain tone and frequency, which people say, oh yeah, I know that's, that's a Clarence typical idea or thought, you know, if you know me. Uh, and someone else will have a different tone to the way they think and, and feel, etc. So if we have the concept that we can function more musically and less musically, we can be out of tune. We cannot be out of tune with ourselves with our space, with another person. And perhaps a lot of disharmony is that people simply are not tuned up. Like it's a good guitar, but all the strings are out of tune. Well, it's only gonna produce noise. So those are kind of the lines along which I think there is no dogma in this. It's something that one can work out for oneself, I think. Yes, Nathaniel says there can be no real peace without justice. I fully agree. The question of wow, I've just I've just scrolled a little and seen there are lots of comments. <laughs> yes, and I will send them to you. We won't okay. have time to address them all. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, there. One of the things I would really love. It's clear I won't I won't get to all of these. But if you have, if you are holding questions around this, a question of peace. Um, or holding weather thoughts or, or you know, clear thoughts or clear questions and you want to throw them in the chat box, I would really appreciate looking at them later. So um, please do, thank you very much. Um, another way, says Michael uh, Madsen, another way to integrate movement and music with spiritual purpose is through dance, as for example, in Argentine tango, in my experience. Yes. Um, yeah, if I if I can just acknowledge, that, definitely. <laughs> um, Eduardo asks, or sorry, says, perhaps for a reason, all Upanishads end with the closing mantra, Shanti, 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 peace, peace, peace. Yeah, I, I think there is for me, if if if, just so I don't miss this um, in terms of our, our time, but. There is that um, hint, perhaps, that there is a place on this planet where true peace is known. And for me, that does bring me back again and again to that question. So what, what really is, is peace? Um, I don't think I'll find the quote right now, but there is, um, there is a, a, a comment somewhere in, in the, um, the, the books by Alice Bailey that says that there'll come a time when we will enter into a different understanding of peace from what we now um, see as peace or mean by peace. Um, yeah. I think so, that's in the, I think that's at the end of the first chapter in the reappearance of the Christ. It's a, uh -huh. the mantra, then peace will come again, but a peace unlike not before is that the one um peace will blossom forth as understanding and goodwill in the hearts of men yeah. something to that effect a different kind of peace 
yes, I, I think that that's that's the point. That yeah. um, for me, the, the the question of peace is not a closed question or one that we fully we have the full understanding of of yeah. what that means or what that will come to mean. But it is a journey of taking from what we now need. I mean, if there is war, we want, we want that to end and for there to be peace, but this is not peace if it is uh, based on inequalities and, and all these other things that, that inevitably bring us back into conflict. Because right. if, if anybody is left out from, from soul contact, then for me, there, there will always be this, this disruption and the struggle to, to get a better, better world um yeah so, it's not about peace versus war the tibetan yeah, says it's yeah. peace versus change and <laughs> war is an aspect of change so it yeah. serves a serves a purpose really in certain sense things have to change so there's well, a, there's a quote if i can just pull a couple quick ones yes um in Treaties on White Magic, I saw it says the sun of righteousness, sun, S-U-N, mm. will then arise with healing in his wings, mm. and the peace which passeth understanding will reign in the hearts of men. That's beautiful. Very kind of, of, yeah, it's beautiful and kind of seems to be very symbolic, but then there is another um, um, hint or suggestion that Oh, it's interesting. Somebody asked about magic earlier. Really. This one says, let the magician stand within the sun, looking from thence upon the ball of earth. From that high point of peace serene, let him sound forth the words that will create the forms, build worlds and universes, and give his life to that which he has made. I mean, for me, what that does, um, or one of the things that does is encourage a sense of go off planet in our thinking about peace. Think about peace in larger terms than just our own current situation. Yeah. Um, and think, think in terms of our solar system and perhaps what happens if we get a humanity that really has, has integrated and evolved into where peace is, is, is who we are in some sense. It's, it, it says the real sun under which our planetary life will eventually function and to which response will be made is the heart of the sun, yeah. real sun. So not just, you know, it, it, it's encouraging us for me to, to reach and be prepared to learn to reach for bigger. Um, and so this question of peace that flows down from the highest parts of consciousness in our planet down into all of humanity, and what that gives us a chance to do if we really can enter into um, peace that carries justice and equality and, and prospering and vision, heart and soul, then yeah, that's worth going for. So my last point is just to say, I really am inspired by learning for the first time about this 99 Days of Peace um, initiative, which kind of encourage us, encourages us to hold 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 our, our attention um, on what is happening in the world um, from so many different people and groups um, and just to notice we are part and can be part of this yes yeah well <clears throat> thank you so much um, Clarence and all of you for your comments and dot if you want to put a link 
to World Unity Week in the chat box for all to see. That would be great, Gorfumi. And so let's just take a brief moment of silence to visualize the planet surrounded by a network of golden triangles as a vehicle for healing in our world. Thank you, everyone, and thank you, Clarence. Thank you, Kevin.